is presented by Severed Limbs. Hello and welcome back to Flowcast, a Florence and the Machine fan podcast. Last time we did an unintentional part one of our UK and Ireland tour recap and we are here with the exciting proper conclusion of it. My name is Michael and I am joined by my two co-hosts. Hi, this is Ariel. I was lucky enough to be at some of the UK shows. I think I was wiped out for about a week afterwards, but it was very fun and I'm glad that I got to see them. Hi, it's Emily. I'm excited to be back and chatting with two of my favorite people about my favorite person, Florence. Aww. We love you too. We love you too. And we love the rest of the band also. So true. So have either of you looked at the back of a milk carton recently where they usually have signs for like missing children? Because I was looking at one recently, and despite being lactose intolerant, and there was a missing sign for the song Cassandra. And I'm really worried. I hope they find her soon. It's a very tragic and devastating loss for the community, I think. It is a really tragic loss. It's especially hard because we kept thinking that it might come back. I think we all thought in London, we were like, fine, that makes sense. You've got the love. They did that at the first show. And then we thought it was going to come back in Glasgow because people saw a set list taped to the side of the stage that said Cassandra on it. It did also say Paris, but we had hope that maybe it was Cassandra was coming back, but then Cassandra did not come back. On the plus side, the set list now have the updated FATM5 logo as opposed to the Highest Hope logo. So thank you to whoever did that. We appreciate it, but we miss Cassandra. Truly tragic. And we will, of course, keep everyone updated on the latest from the authorities. In the meantime, we do have a few Florence the Machine related updates since our last episode. Yeah, so one of the first things actually happened soon after our last podcast recording. Florence and the Machine released a live recording of their collaboration with Ethel Kane live singing Morning Elvis. And that was at the show that Ariel and I were at together on the Dance Beaver Tour, actually, um, October 1st in Denver. Super good and very nice to reminisce for those of you who were also there. And there was another duet in Dublin, correct? Yes. So Florence had Willie J. Healy come on stage for Shake It Out. You can check it out on the Dance Your Tour page and probably YouTube. And Willie J. Healy was the support for every single date on the UK tour. And I think he has an album coming out recent soon, which is produced by Lauren Humphrey, who's the drummer in Florence and the Machine. And his first one is also produced by Lauren. So lots of Florence connections there. So I had the pleasure of interviewing Luke, who's a fan that I met at the London show in January and then saw again in Glasgow and again in Leeds. I think we convinced him to buy a Leeds ticket at the barrier of the London show. So good job, Luke. We love that you came to so many shows. He was really lovely and I wanted to get a chance to talk to him a bit more about his experience. Um, and I had a lovely time chatting with him. This is Ariel. I'm here with Luke. And both of us went to a bunch of the shows in, I guess, January, February. Luke, which shows did you go to? So just like these past shows, I did London, Glasgow and Leeds. So the first show back was London. 
So were you at the London show in November, like the one that was cancelled? I was. I was in like in the queue for like seven hours when it got cancelled. <laughs> were you the one that was like, I was getting food and then came back? Yeah, so me, like me and one of my other friends, we went to get food and on the way back we got like a call from someone in the queue. They, they did like, he didn't even like tell us like what happened. He said, look at Florence's Instagram and we were like, okay. And I like immediately knew. I was like, okay, like she's broken her foot again. Like I immediately knew. I was like, I was like, yeah, like I've seen like the photos of like the blood. I kind of had an inkling that this could happen. We went, we looked at Instagram and we were like, yep, okay, like we're gonna have to just walk back to the queue and it's gonna be chaos. But like, oh well. Like we yeah. like we can't really do anything about it. It was it was surprisingly like people were not like really upset, but it was glum. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was not like a good atmosphere to walk back into. But it wasn't like people were like sat like crying like distraught. People were just sort of like a bit like sad. Talk us through like getting to London and your experience in the queue there. The second, the second time, okay. Yeah. So, so I was quite thankful that the show got rescheduled in a way because they meant that my friend who like wanted to come like could now come because like obviously more tickets became available and stuff like that. Whenever I come down for like a show, like I I come for a few days, like see my family and stuff, just anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the night before the show, I went and got my friend. We came back. We got like maybe four or five hours sleep. Walking to the train station, first train in, got to the queue, and there were like. 26 people there already which for like I guess like it's it's London so like it's going to be more busy but that was like shocking yeah that was, it was a lot of people early yeah, in the like, queue it was the craziest of all Florence shows I've been to yeah. um and I got the exact same train at the same time for like the one that got rescheduled and I was maybe 16 so we were like maybe a good like 11 12 people up at the same time um, but obviously, like, it was all people I knew. Like, I was mm-hmm. looking there, I was like, I know every single person here. Yeah. Like, from some other show at some point. I had been warned that it was going to be cold, even though we were inside. And that was true. Like, I was pretty cold. Yeah. But it was nice to be, like, seeing so many people and, like, that I hadn't done shows with before, but that I had been friends with for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I had told Theo about a book that people had done in Colorado where they, like, passed around this book. And Theo wanted to do it in London, so we had brought that. And that was cute to see people, like, writing so many letters in that. Mm. And yeah. I was really happy to be there with Theo and Jess, because that was, like, the yeah. point <laughs> was to, for me to do a show with them. So, I don't know, I guess talk about the show itself and, like, how you felt being there, like, highlights from the show, what you thought of Willie J. Healy. We love Willie J. Healy so much. We've got, like, a thing with him now, like, uh. during Thank You. <laughs> <laughs> like when we all sing along like the chorus I find like his lyrics quite like hard to like actually understand because I guess the way he sings but like thank you like the first time I had that like it stuck and so yeah. Yeah, that's the one that we like made into the thing <laughs> that wasn't like a thing at the London show though like that was a, that was like born in Glasgow but um I think because the people I was with on the barrier like it was more emotional for me because mm. I'd seen her in Paris like before the London show like, got cancelled I was at that show but I didn't feel all that emotional in Paris. I mean, it wasn't obviously an emotional show, but it wasn't like, it didn't feel like sad at points. I just felt like happy, but like some of the songs really, really hit in London. I think that's because who I was with, like I mm. I was surrounded by like the people I'd specifically gone with. And like, we'd had conversations about like the significance of like certain songs for us. Like the friend I was with, like hunger was really, really important for her. Mm-hmm. And when it started playing, like I just sort of looked over at her, like I knew it was gonna be like a moment for her. Like 
and that sort of thing so I felt like it was even though it was kind of the same show as the rest of them that one had that like specific cathartic quality for me yeah yeah um, more so than like Florence shows I've been to before so it was it was really really good it felt really like amazing to like be back and also yeah. like knowing that I was gonna get to do it like again when she came down like I was like the first like hand that she like grabbed <laughs> like doing like before Dream Girl Evil and like that was the first time I've actually like held her like in like a concert so that was quite like an important moment as well I think yeah no that sounds so. lovely I know what you mean about how sometimes you can have certain songs that you know mean something to the other person you're with and then it lends them more meaning and I think like I feel like London for me just felt super surreal because I was like, I just got into England and I was like, I am in London watching a Florence show with these people. Like, I just like my brain couldn't fully comprehend it in some way. Like the whole show, I was just like, I'm in London. She's talking about London. Like I'm in London. I am here. She is. And then it was kind of funny because I had brought a foot <laughs> to the mm-hmm. show and I, I had like, I, I had written like a little thing on it that was like, you know, I gave you a spare just in case like I remember I'd been texting my friend and I was like when during the show should I throw it and she was like oh before never let me go or like around then and I was like okay like I was prepared to do that and then during like right before dog days obviously she threw two feet because she was like this this felt too like prescient like she wanted to throw them back like right before dog days so like while she was talking I was like I have to throw this like right now so yeah. and then I was worried that I was gonna throw it and it was gonna land on the stairs because we were right in front of the stairs and I was like I'm gonna break her foot again like it's gonna land on the <laughs> stairs and she's gonna like trip on it but I threw it and made it onto the stage the note did not make it unfortunately it like flew off I don't know where it went I saw her like have to she had to like jump over it during dog days because it was like right in her yeah. way sorry and then one of the stagehands moved it to the back and then at some later point she took it and she like smirked at it and like threw it back I appreciate that she like thanked people for the foot because when she like threw the other one back the one that she had thrown off and that people had thrown back and she was like don't <laughs> throw this back i was like oh no is she mad at me <laughs> like i didn't know <laughs> and then so when she said thank you for it on the instagram i was like okay cool like we're, it's fine <laughs> like she's not like it wasn't too prescient i thought i was being really funny and then she beat me to the joke is basically what happened yeah I didn't know that the severed like feet had been a thing like before that. I, I thought that yeah, I didn't like, know that anyone had thrown a foot before. During the first song, I noticed the shoes and I was like, <laughs> yeah. It took me a little while to notice the shoes. I can't remember what point it was I noticed them, but I remember just noticing them and be like, damn right, like you should be wearing shoes. And also <laughs> like finding it really funny. <laughs> I did like all her comments about it, and I feel like there was a moment during Heaven Is Here where I feel like she gave this like kind of disgruntled look at Dion, which I definitely read as a like, I have to wear these shoes. <laughs> she just was like, so that was funny. But yeah, no, I, I did like how much she like commented on the shoes during the show, uh-huh. her little witch boots. There was a bunch of songs which I knew were emotional to the people I was there with, and it was nice to experience that with them. I'm sad that I didn't get one of the posters though. I didn't know they had like special posters for the O2 show. No. And I would have bought one. I wouldn't have had room for it, but I would have bought it. I do regret not getting a tote, but like money wise, like they are like expensive and like I'm not like gonna use it. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna use like a tote that's that special Mm. because I will like ruin it and break it. I am like a tote bag killer. Like I've maybe broke like 
three or four totes like in the past year just from the amount of stuff that I put in my bag the Glasgow show that was fun I feel like Glasgow show that was I thought the most emotional of that one we got there in the morning and it was pissing rain and wind and it was just not a good time but we were under a cover which made it better but we yeah. were still just like none of us wanted to leave that yeah it was cold. I was like I'm gonna be fine as long as I don't leave this little like cocoon of like <laughs> this cover and yeah, like literally. Oh, see a foil blanket yeah yeah we were all just like, like we're just gonna here and do nothing I'm fine <laughs> we're just gonna be here and then yeah no the Starbucks order really helped I was so hungry at that point <laughs> <laughs> thank you andre he was like oh there's a lot of bags like i'll help you carry it and he's like why are you here and it was funny because a few days later i was ordering uber eats from toronto and my location was still set as the ssa hydro <laughs> <laughs> and i was with jess and theo and they're such fun people to be on the barrier with yeah no um, they have all these little routines i remember that in yeah. london there was like certain songs they were like they were like getting ready yeah and it was fun to like do their routines with them in london and like yeah that's what that like i love doing like the my love these are like my love thing and... yeah i know they had like a little like thing yeah. for my love and then obviously there's the me, free like, thing it was but... probably the least emotional show but like the most fun like i just danced mm-hmm. a lot like i had a lot of fun and then that show also i she was really close for dream girl evil she didn't do the main yelling at her fit at my face, but like the bit where she's like over top and like yelling down, yeah. she did. And that was, I appreciated that. I like, I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I don't know why that show made me so emotional. I think there was things that I started thinking about during, I think it was a bit before you've got the love, but then you've got the love really like broke me, which I wasn't proud of. Cause this is <laughs> the second time I really cried at you've got the love and like, yeah. I don't have an emotional attachment to that song really. But like, yeah. I guess now I do because I've cried so hard at it twice. And then from that song onwards, whenever there was like a sad song, I was just bawling. <laughs> like yeah. I was, and that I think was like, you... I was, that was my equivalent, like for Leeds. Like I had mm. that moment in Leeds, I think. Aww. Like, no. My moments always like Girls Against God. Like the lyric, just another screaming speck of dust. Like every mm. time, tears. Every time, like can't stop the floodgates. Once that lyric is out, can't stop them. Uh, um, and it was also cute when she did like the birthday thing. And then Florence like talking about the community and how these people were like really special to that community and how she wanted to like sing them happy birthday. And I thought that was really sweet and like a nice acknowledgement of the community that exists. I like the dress because it was like yeah, that green it was dress. My favorite dress. And it was I think best. it was my favorite dress also of like yeah. the UK show ones. And like for me, like just specifically at that show, Daffodil like was just next. Oh yeah, level. they threw up the they yeah. Ada threw up the daffodils and then she like yeah. held them in her hand and was like throwing them back at other songs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like that was that was really I really liked that. I thought yeah, Girls Against God was like the right song like to do that in as well. Girls Against God is so special, especially because like I was at the intimate show. Yeah, where, like, first played like so. I kind of feel like I mean, obviously, Free was first played at that show too, but like Girls Against God is like different. Yeah, like, it, no, definitely. It's like arguably my favorite Florence song, maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have anything like particular to share about Manchester. I mean, the Manchester queue, like the Manchester everything, because there were so many doors that seemed a bit mad. And it was fun because I did get to stand with a lot of people that I hadn't stood with before. And like, I really 
and I had a really good time. I think it's particularly during Big God, we were like really dancing, which meant that I didn't notice that her mic stopped working for a minute during Big God. Yeah. She had to tie her shoes before dog days are over in Manchester. She's <laughs> like, I'm new to shoes, which was funny. Leeds was different in many ways. So much happened. I feel like that show had such a chaotic energy. And I feel like there was just, I there were so many like emotional things happening during that show that I remember like, I guess for me, like there was this moment like midway through Choreomania when we all realized that she was just going to be like staying on the stage for the whole time and not going to the back where I feel like I just got possessed by like the most insane energy and I was like jumping more than I ever had before and just like really lost it. And it was like that continued through (laughs) Kiss with a Fist and through like a couple other songs. And I just, I don't know, I had this moment of like, wow, that's what music can do that I think I always kind of crave at concerts where I just can fully get out of my head. It was emotional to be there with people that I hadn't been at a show with since like 2019. And especially since one of the people, Tiger, had had tickets to so many shows on the tour and just like had a mail to make it to any of them because she wasn't allowed to fly with, because she had really, her ankle was, her ankle's really bad. And like, they were worried that if she went in a plane, it would be bad like pressure wise. And then also like, she can barely stand up. Like she was sitting all day and the whole day we were like, she like won't make it through the concert if she's not at the barrier. And obviously like she wanted to be there with us. So we did get her on the barrier, but then like her and Emily are really close. And I wanted to make sure that they had some songs together. The chaotic energy came from like the queue situation, the entry situation being such a show, but also like everybody fainting. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was pretty stressful. I remember I've never seen that. I think so many people fainted before the show started and then so many people and then like there was a couple that fainted like during the show and I remember like Florence was really concerned about one of about I guess there was one that she was really concerned about and she like asked about them and then it ended up being okay. Like she they said that she had she'd woken up. How do you so you went to one show during Highest Hope. How do you feel like this tour compares with that tour? Well, Highest Hope is my favourite Florence album, like, Mm -hmm. ever. Like, probably always will be. It's really important to me. The Highest Hope tour was a bit more sentimental because, obviously, those songs are a lot more, like, not necessarily more personal, but they are, like, slower and they are Mm -hmm. more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And, like, it would have meant a lot for me to, like, get to experience maybe those songs, like, The End of Love, like, Patricia, like hundred years with maybe the people that like I experienced dance fever with but obviously dance fever taller because I've had such a good experience met so many amazing people like I wouldn't change it for the world the set list is good like it's it's like fine like it's not like if I were to pick a Florence set list like it wouldn't it would never be one that she would play because it would be like deep cuts and like weird stuff I do like the dance fever set list because there's just so many bangers and like it's really fun to dance and sing along to and it's as much as like I could survive never hearing dog days again, it is fun that it makes the crowd go so nuts. And I think like I did miss Cassandra. I wish that some other song had been bumped instead of Cassandra, or at least that it could have like come back at some shows. But I do feel like just hearing how emotional the UK crowd got for You've Got the Love was also fun to hear. Cause I think they always did get a really big response from that song. And yeah. like, I just, I like being caught up in the emotion of that. Like, just like being there with so many people. If you could pick like either one highlight from the whole experience, what would it be? 
that's so hard or like <laughs> one from each show okay one from each show I could probably do that like London maybe I think like during Dream Girl Evil I was with my friend Anya on the barrier and we both like when we were just singing it together like I just felt so happy and it had been quite I knew that it had been quite a rough day for her as well mm-hmm. so like I knew like I, I was just so happy to like see her enjoying herself and I met her in Newcastle and I've been really looking forward to doing another show like with her um, and she was like there at the show that got cancelled as well so like I was really happy like in Glasgow that's nice I think just like generally being with Theo and Jess made me so happy. Yeah. Like they're just so fun. Like I knew that they were gonna do their little thing in my love. And then when I saw them like doing it, I thought that was just so like so fun. Like I mm-hmm. love that. No, they're and great. I had a really good time with them in London. I'm glad I got to do a show with them. And I'm glad you got to do a show with them also. Then Leeds. I did. I kind of liked it when the mic went out and everyone was singing along. Because yeah. for me, like, Florence shows have not even have become to a point where they're not even just about seeing Florence. Like I like don't really need to see Florence in the machine again. Like at the moment, like I've seen them like enough. Like I've seen the sh- same show a few times. But it's just like the people, right? It's the people that make it. So when like everyone, it was everyone singing and Florence like wasn't singing. It was like it was like in a funny way, like quite nice to like hear everyone singing and not mm. like because those were the people like who made it so special thank you for coming on you're welcome thank Bye. you for having me thank you so much for that interview luke it was absolutely lovely and a pleasure to have you on one other note that we didn't cover in the interview is because neither of us went to the show but florence running around this arena with flags has returned one of the first times this era Florence ran around with a flag um, and so I think someone gave her the a trans rights flag during Choreomania and she ran through the audience with it and then onto the stage with it and I think that was a really nice moment especially given how contentious and like disgusting things have gotten around trans rights in the UK right now so I think it was a really great thing of her to do to show her support in that way and I think we've all missed the flags a little bit so it was nice to see that again. Yeah, I rewatched that clip several times because it made me very, very happy. It made me really happy, too. I'm glad we got it from a bunch of different angles as well. Since our last episode, we had a number of different festival announcements and show announcements, which was capped off by by Florence the Machine themselves, giving us a long list of all the summer dates starting in May in Brazil. Florence and the Machine are coming to Brazil. We're very happy about that. The other important show that was on that list is one in Croatia at the Arena in Pula, which is a Roman amphitheater, one of the, I think, four Roman amphitheaters that doubles as concert arenas in Europe, including the Herodian that they performed at last time. So that's sure to be a very special show. Anyways, how long do we think the shoes are going to stay on for? (laughs) Okay, when I first saw a picture of those shoes I was talking to Ariel we were kind of taking bets amongst ourselves for how long the shoes were going to last I said one and a half shows I thought halfway through the second show she was going to find a way to kick them off yeah it was funny because I feel like after the first show a lot of us were like these aren't going to last past like this show and then when they did we were like they're not going to last the whole UK Ireland tour and then they did I remember the London show, she kept shouting out the fact that her physiotherapists and doctors were all in the audience. And then in Glasgow, I think the 
mother of one of her physiotherapists was in the audience and they are proper dance shoes my friend ella pointed out to me that they have split soles which means that they are dance shoes her little witch boots as she calls them so it could be that like after the uk shows are done she'll take them off when her foot's healed a bit more but she kept talking about how when she told her doctors that she was planning to perform barefoot, that they were like, they, they cried when she said that. So she was still someone in recovery because they did say that she had 10 weeks. The 10 weeks was like the absolute shortest amount of time that it would take her to recover. And the tour started 10 weeks to the day after her injury. So I could imagine that when her foot is more healed, as in in March, maybe they'll come off. But maybe this is the end of the era of the barefoot performances forever. I don't know, okay. Emily, any thoughts? You're a dancer. You know more about this. Yeah, I thought the uh, pink ballet slippers that she wore a few times during the Highest Hope era looked better just because they blend in a little bit better. I don't know. I just I, I was surprised that they chose those, but maybe it was because they're so supportive compared to the regular slippers. You don't see a lot of people wearing those kinds of dance shoes. Personally, I thought they looked a bit odd with her bid with her dresses like the style that she wears i feel like they look more like her normal shoes like these like black leathery shoes that she normally wears so i feel like it's a combination of like that plus the supportive thing yeah Um, he also said there was still bits of blood on this stage oh gosh (laughs) brutal brutal times i thought her outfits on this tour were fun like the big sleeves It was cool to see how many iterations of the big sleeve outfit there were. I think I'm still really holding out hope that at some point she has like a midnight blue or a forest green dress that appears sometime during this era because she's done some other like jewel tones and I just think those are really nice colors. Next up we have the Australia leg of the tour and we will again be sending our correspondent to a couple of those shows I believe. A couple. Yeah. It's timed well with my PhD defense because basically my PhD focuses on coral reefs and I was supposed to go to Australia for two months during my PhD, but I was meant to go in 2020 and you can all imagine what happened with that. Great year. And so I was already kind of always thinking that I would go to Australia and it just so happens that when I end my PhD is March. So I'm going to be at Sydney, a day on the green, and Auckland, and using this as an excuse to go see the Great Barrier Reef and more of New Zealand and also Sydney. So should be fun. Looking forward to meeting Australian fans. I don't know that many of you. If you're planning to go to any of the Australian shows and you'd like to be interviewed at them, I guess let us know because we'll be looking for people to interview after those shows. Tell us what kind of what shows you're looking forward to and if you're going to any of the ones this summer or in Australia. Thank you guys for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the uh, interview that Ariel was able to hold with another fan. And we look forward to more interviews in the future, as well as our next episode.